Ciao ragazzi and welcome to another edition of Serie A Sit Down, World Football Index's podcast for your calcio to go. I'm Frank Crivello, he's Richard Carmen. Ciao Richard. Ciao Frank, how are we doing on this uh, Sunday evening, Sunday night, Sunday night? Worn out. Do you ever have weekends where you just can't wait to go back to work? <laughs> it's like... Yeah, it seems like the long weekends. I love the long weekends, but then by, by Monday morning or whatever that third day is, I'm like, oh, I'm ready to go back. Well, you know... Um, and I mean, and I, I don't mean, I, I, you know, I'm not, not saying this to be harsh. My, my, my son's 10th birthday, um, well, it'll be observed tomorrow um, on, the, on the 28th. He's a, he's a leap day baby. So, okay. um, so uh, we had family old, over. What's that? What is he actually, four years old now? He's actually <laughs> two and a half. Two and a half. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, which makes, you know, he's, he's 10. But um, so had family over made a nice meal it's interesting uh he, you know i asked him what he wanted for uh uh for, for for dinner with the with the grandparents over and all of that and he said he said pasta genovese which uh, of course i'm making it on a sunday and i'm making it on a day that napoli play because it is a neapolitan dish and of course um you know napoli are going to go on and, and and go top of the table so it just the stars were aligned weren't they um but no my son yeah. turns 10 um uh, so it was an exciting uh, occasion, and um, you know he's still uh, it's still birthday mode. You're going to do things for him tomorrow too. So, uh, and then we had my nephew's baptism on Saturday, and that was that took a chunk of our day. And mm. wow, coached uh, uh, coached coached uh, the, a couple of futsal games that didn't go particularly well. Um, but uh, other than that, yeah, it was fine. I'm I'm, I'm ready to go back to work now. <laughs> yeah, How was your weekend? Clearly. It was uh, I clearly with my tall glass of wine. It was a weekend for me as well. Uh, did a watch along Saturday morning. Went to the DC United game, which is a victory to start the season off. Uh, yeah. It was really cool actually because I got to meet Sean McIntosh, uh, Laziale fan. He actually works for Charlotte FC, uh, so it's really cool to meet him in person. Uh, that was yeah. really nice. And then uh, yeah, DC United won. And then yesterday, or that was yes, that was yeah, it was Saturday. And then today, just you know, busy watching Calcio, doing chores around the house. Like you, I had pasta tonight, had stuffed shells, and so thought I'd bring out the, vi- the vine, the wine. Got my German <laughs> coming out now. Um, so, yeah, it was a long, good weekend, crazy calcio. It's, uh, it seemed like nobody wanted to win the Scudetto this year, but uh, maybe one team is trying to show something now. We'll see. It, it could be. So we'll talk about that. What an exciting game um, between Lazio and Napoli, which we'll break down for you. Uh, we'll also, uh, you know, get a quick run through of the rest of match week match week 27 27 yeah this is the time of the season this is the time of year where the the match weeks all just kind of you know so much calcio that (laughs) yeah they just they're all mangled together and i just think it's one big match week now so uh but it's match week 27 so we'll we'll break down everything that happened there's still another game on monday atalanta and sampdoria cliff can't get enough of us he was our guest last week and now he's uh you know back in the chat so he rightly good to have you with us champions league as well so good for him good on him what's that he said he rightly predicted the champions league the way that match was going to go out too like oh we all did it it was really so uh i did too 
Yeah, we all did. We all did. Yeah, you, you but you only praised him on Twitter. Well, <laughs> maybe you expect me to be. Too big. I don't want I, your head to get too big. No, I think it's just you expect me to be right now. So and so you just stop. So just I, roll with that's that. fine. Just roll with that. That's just fine roll too. With that. So <laughs> that's fine too. So. Um, so we'll, we'll break all that down. We'll talk a little bit about the uh, Coppa Italia games coming up here at midweek. We've got the uh, one semifinal, the Derby della Madonnina. Um, and then on Wednesday, the other semifinal, a big longstanding rivalry in its own right, Fiorentina and Juventus. Uh, you know, at least for as long as I have followed Calcio, it has been um, intense because uh, I was following Calcio around the time that uh, Robbie Baggio was a Fiorentina player and transferred to Juventus. And uh, that set off riots in the streets of Florence. Um, uh, much like the riots that you saw with the, uh, the Medici family and when they, back when they had control yeah. in the old uh, Renaissance times. So yeah. Yeah. Is Medici, is Medici in the Renaissance? I don't, I have, have to go back. Good. and Yeah. Check for fact. now, it's fine, <laughs> but we'll somebody somebody can look that up and correct me. So, um, but anyway, Richard Lazio and Napoli, um, great game here at the Olimpico, yeah. Um, both of them coming off of exits in the Europa League that, uh, uh, Lazio we expected, Napoli very, very surprised by how poorly they performed against uh, Barcelona. Um, it was. I watched that game. It was a, it was a bottle job. I don't think there's any other, there's a, I don't think there's a more polite way to put it. Um, yeah. You know, Lazio, I think the Porto's just better. Um, yeah. We and, thought that, uh, we thought that, and, you know, and that showed. So, and then, you know, Atalanta impressive uh, winning at, at Olympiacos and great for Ruslan Malinovsky, all things with everything going on for him to, uh, to score a couple of goals and step up in that game. So, um, but anyway, let's uh, jump back to Lazio Napoli. Uh, Lazio went Strakoja, Marusic, Felipe, Patrick, Radu, uh, and then they went uh, Milinkovic, Savic, Lucas, and Luis Alberto with the front three of Felipe, Immobile, and Zaccagni. Thoughts? Yeah, um, I love seeing uh, Luis Alberto with Milinkovic Savic. I thought that was screaming for this match, you know, to have those two in there, two playmakers in there, and then obviously. Um, having Zakani playing so high up as we, he has been recently, and with Felipe Anderson, finally, you know, it's good to see Cherry Mobile have some, you know, some wingers that can really support him and really, you know, service him the ball. So, um, yeah, I was happy to see that lineup. I thought it was a good lineup. Obviously, the the defense is going to be the weakness of the team, but if they can continue with the uh, putting pressure on Napoli's defense, that would really mitigate some of the the worries in the back so you know that you knew napoli was gonna or lazio were gonna have to attack in this one uh to keep the pressure off their defense and i thought the way this team lined up i thought it was a, as a good way to start the game do you notice that rafa only joins us and gets into the chat when napoli are top of the table <laughs> or is that just me Maybe it's just you. <laughs> he has good reason to be good reason to be happy yeah we should have asked him to come on we should have so we should have could have talked about this we want to jinx we didn't want to jinx the game beforehand you know asking so well, no, that's only Solano with Roma. That's only John Solano. That's Solano true. won't ever come on this. Pro- <laughs> won't ever come on this podcast again, just for that very reason. I'll have to ask him after so. the season's over, you know. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, no, Rafa, congratulations. We're going to talk about it now. Um, Napoli's lineup: Ospina and oh, Ospina was excellent in this game, um, but uh, Di Lorenzo, Rachmani, Koulibaly, Rui. Uh, Demi joining uh, Fabian in the double pivot for this one. Zielinski in his, his in his customary spot. Politano and Insigne flanking him with Osimhen up front. Pretty standard fare for Napoli. 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously you had some guys that you probably couldn't in that lineup, but um, I think it doesn't matter. They have pretty good depth on Napoli. So really, whoever you put in that midfield along with you know whoever you put in attack is going to work out. I think it's a strong 11 that they have plenty of options for. So yeah, it was a pretty straightforward lineup for me. And uh, Deme was the sensible um, selection here. You said, I mean, there are times where it makes sense to play Lobotka, and then there's times where it makes sense to play Deme. And I think Deme was the better guy, you know, for Milinkovic Savic coming through. Yeah. Um, you know, and maybe defending some of the spaces. It's where 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 Lobotka makes sense, you know, to deal with someone like Barella. So, um, you know, so I thought that that was pretty savvy on the part of of Spalletti to make that selection. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Fabian, who's been excellent uh, in this uh, in this setup and has been excellent all season long yet again, um, you know, was uh, was good to see uh, him obviously getting back out there. Koulibaly has been in outstanding form ever since returning from Senegal at the African Cup of Nations. He's, yeah. you know, there's there's not much he's put wrong since coming back. So, you know, certainly a strong lineup. But, you know, Lazio was up for the challenge, Richard. There were no goals at halftime, but I probably the chance of the game, the chance of the first half for me was the Luis Alberto miss um, that interestingly enough, when I was watching this, I was actually started by shouting at Felipe Anderson for why he didn't shoot. Yeah. I thought he was in a great position, but then he decides to pass it off. It was clever, you know, and Luis Alberto barely missed it. So um, it's, uh, you know, but, but nonetheless, nil, nil at halftime in a first half that was balanced you know, in terms of possession, but Lazio getting a few more chances off, uh, you know, including that that uh, big chance from uh, Luis Alberto. But uh, in the end, nil nil at halftime. Would you? I got we got uh, we got Anthony thinking that um, uh, Lazio was a little bit better over on overall performance. Would you yeah. say that was the case in the first half? I'm curious what Rafa thinks, but I think Lazio were the better team in that first half. I thought they had. Okay. Better of the opportunities. I think both teams had opportunities in the in the first half. Um, we saw both ways, uh, but I think Lazio had the better of the opportunities, and the best opportunity was that was that uh, pass from Felipe Anderson over to uh, Luis Alberto. So yeah, I, I'd give you know I thought Napoli what they, they played well, but I thought Lazio really came out like like you know you kind of wanted them to want to put that pressure against Napoli, not you know give it. Leave, alleviate some of that worries on a defensive thing like I, like I talked about in the lineups uh, and it seemed to be working out at that the only thing missing was a freaking goal and and football you need to score these goals against teams that are above you on the table that are you know that that line up head to head with you because they always come back to bite you we say this every week because it's true it's part of football it's sort of football for the calcio uh, but you know minus the goal I thought Lazio did almost everything correct minus the score and so yeah it was a good first half it was tight possession you said it was 50 50 um, but I, yeah, I would give the advantage to Lazio in that first half. Napoli weathered it certainly. Um, Ospina with a couple of good saves as well. Um, you know, so uh, it, it goes in goes into the break nil uh, nil at halftime. We get into the second half, um, and uh, from distance in the 62nd minute, um, Almas finds Lorenzo Insigne strikes from distance. Great goal, one of the goal of the week candidates. Um, Putting Napoli ahead by one goal to nil, yeah. um, you know, y- you watch Lazio defensively when when Napoli were getting into Lazio's third, and you, you could see Lazio's priority. Crowd, crowd, awesome, and nothing into him. Yeah. Um, and it opened up. 
it opened up a lot of chances from distance for Napoli. In this case, Insigne, and these are some dangerous guys that can score from distance. And you know, I guess uh, Saudi said, "I'm just going to take my chances here." Um, yeah. You know, but uh, in this one, uh, Insigne finds the back of the net, and Napoli go ahead one nil. Yeah, and I think the problem with this play too, because you're absolutely right about the read of the game. I think the big the big mistake was Patrick making that. I think it was Patrick. He made the big mistake where it turned it over uh, right to Politano. Politano gives it to uh, Elmas, and Elmas, who was he really turned the game on up for Napoli when he got inserted. He was like instant impact for him. Yeah. Uh, gets the ball quickly, feeds it to Lorenzo Insigne, and looks like a set play because I saw this in the first half a couple times. Uh, Zelinski had a couple shots. Fabian had a chance. So it looked like a set play for Napoli. Uh, guy at the top of the box takes one time. Insigne scores the goal. Well done by them. I mean, that's the way. If you're going to beat Lazio and Lazio, the way they were crowding out Osimhen, this is the way you're going to have to do it, right? These kind of like trick set plays. Luckily, you know, fortunate for them it was a turnover uh, by Patrick. And so, yeah, great goal by him. At that point, it was a goal of the week for me. But we, yep. that was just the first goal of the game. So, <laughs> goal of the week candidate. Okay. Uh, eight minutes later, uh, Insigne would have a a goal uh, wrong, uh, rightfully canceled. Uh, in the 70th minute, he was offside, um, as the rule is interpreted. That was good use of VAR, one of the few times that they bothered to use VAR this yeah, weekend. So yeah, good call. We, um, but uh, but good call anyway. Um, so still, I mean, overall, uh, you know, Napoli certainly were – ramped up the intensity, ramped up the chances in the second half, but Lazio were still dangerous. And then they're pressing to try to uh, level the game. And it uh, there's a ball that falls to Pedro in the 88th minute. And that is a goal of the week candidate as well. Brilliant volley finds the back of the net 1-1. And we think after that moment, we think, here we go again, another title contender dropping yeah. points yeah. Um, back to the Scudetto that nobody wants to win. Uh, but Pedro in the 88th minute, uh, just right place, right time, great technique on the volley, uh, great goal. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, very very much like the way uh, Elmas came into the game and really impacted the game for Napoli. I thought the insertion of Pedro really was an impact for Lazio. And while the tables are starting to turn Napoli's favor, when he came in the game, it kind of went back and uh, evened itself out. Pedro had some great opportunities leading up to this goal. You knew he was sniffing around. He really seemed to feed off the pressure that was the game. They're, they're trying to get a goal. And then, yeah, you mentioned uh, a ball came goes into the box of a, of a set piece, bounces out. I think Koulibaly or someone hit, heads it out. A one-time volley. This was goal of the week for me at the time uh, when he scored the goal. A brilliant goal. Two great goals in the game thus far. But Pedro, what a volley by him. Just beating uh, Ospina. Nothing he could have done about it. It was just a great goal. But then the goal of the week does come here in stoppage time in the 94th minute. Um a, a counter here for Napoli breaking the other way. Elmas starts running, gets to the top of the box, and at that moment, I thought he should. I thought he should have shot. I thought he had the space to shot. He passes it off to Lorenzo Insigne, who you think, okay, Insigne is going to take this guy on one v one. No, he lays it back to Fabian, and Fabian curls one um, that Strakojic sees at the very last second, and that's just a second too late. Goal of the week for me. Great counter team goal. Uh, in the dying seconds to give Napoli a 2-1 win and put them on top of the table. What's your thoughts on the goal? Goal of the week. That was goal of the week. I mean, yeah. every goal in that game got better and better. Uh, and yeah, again, it's one of these set-piece set, pl- set piece type of plays 
were very similar to the first goal, but just flipped on the other side of the pitch or other side of the of the box, different different side shooter. Um, yeah, you you know, Elmas is coming to the box, gives it off to Insigne, and everyone in the world is thinking Insigne is going to shoot. And 95 out of 96 times, he's going to do that. But smartly, as a captain he is, uh, and he was up for this game. This is a pretty good game by Insigne. Leaves it over to Fabian, who's got a right in the middle of the box, can do whatever hell he wants, and he curls it brilliantly past the keeper. I mean, you watch the replay from like directly in front of the goal, and I mean, it just goes on the inside. I mean, no keeper is going to get that. Uh, what a strike, what a team goal. And uh, yeah, finally looks like a team is uh, interested in winning the Scudetto this year. Uh, I thought when that goal went in the 87th minute that here we go again. It's another team dropping points at the top of the table, but good on, good on Napoli, man. I mean, Led by their captain, I think they really, you know, when that goal, when any, when that goal they gave up in the 87th minute, it could have easily rolled over and said, "There we go, it's it's our luck this year. That's not going to happen." No, they kept pushing, they kept fighting, uh, and to get that goal was a brilliant goal. I mean, what a way to finish it. I mean, if you're a Laziali fan, I, you can't be bad, mad at that goal. It was a brilliant finish there, and so, yeah, good for Napoli. They definitely they definitely earned the victory in this one, and uh, yeah, they moved to the top of the table based off a goal differential or whatever it is. So. Yeah, uh, they they reclaim the stop. And you can't really be mad at Lazio's defending in that goal either. You can't. I no, think that, no. you know, because I watched the replay a couple of times when it happened, and I'm like, I, I don't have a problem with any of this. They're, okay, Elmas is running at them. They're not trying to confront him. They're going to back off, back off, dare you to shoot from distance. Go ahead. You know, we're comfortable with a, with a good goalkeeper in Strakoja yeah. who will come up with it. So they do that. Then it gets over to Insigne and there's three defenders and they're all, and the shape is perfect. They're all getting over. They're traveling over to Insigne. They're denying that. Then they drop it to, to Elmas. Sergey acts on it beautifully. Okay. But what does he do? He flinches. If Sergey stands his ground and, and, and stands his position, I question if that goal happens. I do. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's that minor detail. Um, that Little that might have helped allow that goal. Beautiful finish from Fabian. I don't want to take anything away from it, but go back and look at that replay and look at Sergey just kind of go to ground to his left. You know, I'm not sure what he was anticipating there, but if he doesn't do that and he just stands tall and takes a block shot there, yeah, we're we're talking about one one. Uh, we're not talking about a two one win. I mean, and it's these are minor. These are the minor details that you want to see decide a title. You don't want it coming down to a referee's decision. Exactly. You want it to come down to an action or a non-action from a player that led to something significant. And that was one that I just kind of uh, that w- that was one that was interesting to me. So I mean, people, you guys go back and look at the highlight package and look at that goal and just watch Sergey on that play. He does everything right in terms of his movement and in terms of where he's supposed to go, except at the end um, where he's anticipating. Maybe something that's going to be shot across the box, and that's why he went low to his left. Instead of just if, if he just stands and stands his ground there and doesn't move, doesn't flinch, that's off his body, you know. And who knows if Napoli can recover it and get another chance. So that was the interesting thing to me, I, and that's what I want to see the title come down to. Hopefully, it's not going to come yeah. down to refereeing decisions. But that was I, I agree. that was quite interesting. Again. Got no problem with Lazio's shape defensively. They had the numbers. They had it all. They they had it all right. Fabian scored an excellent goal. I think ninety nine percent of the time, like I said, Insigne is going to shoot that, and you could saw the Nap- or the Lazio defense shade over to him ever so slightly, which is the perfect play. You're going to want to do because you think he's going to shoot, and smartly he gives it up to Fabian, who's in a better position. 
Uh, and like you said, little little thing could you know decide things. But what a goal by him, by Fabiano! Great, great finish by him. Great way to end the game with like what seconds to go in the match. Uh, brilliant, brilliant done by uh, by by Napoli, and it was a great game overall. I mean, all the goals are brilliant. So uh, yeah, it was really fun to watch the neutral. I'm, I'm sorry for Rafa and the Nazi and, and the Napoli Napoli fans. They were having a heart attack, I'm sure. But for me, I, I enjoyed it. And 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 to your and, and to a good point you made there, clever reading of the good reading of the game by Insigne to know that he didn't have it. Um and just you know, to drop to have the presence of mind to drop it to Fabian and say, You take the chance here. I don't I don't have it here. That's 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 when that's when unselfish play works, you know, versus a few weeks ago when you're watching Milan Juventus oh, yeah. um and, and Giroud is being unselfish largely out of fear of who's defending him. Um yeah. So, um, I will say this, um, and I think Martino is the one who who tweeted this out. Is like Insigne really stepped up in a game that was crucial for Napoli to get points. He stepped up in this game. Obviously, got the goal. Had had another goal, which is called off rightfully, and then gets a, a wonderful assist in the in the game winning goal. He really came up big in this game when many people were questioning him. Um, obviously, he's going to Toronto uh, in the in the summer. Um, so people are wondering, you know, he he's had no gold before from open play this year and finally gets one, you know, good on him and then gets a wonderful assist. Full credit goes to him and full credit goes to Spalletti for getting it right for, for the whole team just playing so well. Um, I will make one. We usually are very glowing about Koulibaly. I will say Uh-oh. he didn't have his best game. I will say he didn't have his best game in this one. I thought Immobile had a, had some good chances on him. Milkovic Savage is doing some good work against him. I didn't say they they beat him. It was a good there were good battles, but it wasn't like the shutdown Koulibaly we normally see we've seen since he's returned from the Afcon tournament. Um, but I mean, it's Lazio. Lazio were doing some great things. The ball work Lazio were doing in the early part of the matchup as well. It's hard to defend that kind of stuff. So, you there, Frank? Um. I just noted you're 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 freezing you're freezing in and out a little bit. Um, right, as long as you can hear me. Yeah, I can hear it's, you. But it's you're, my camera yeah. telling you don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Face of the radio. Said, don't look at me. I used to talk about calcio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, the, the, go on the road. Against one of the seven sisters, get three points. These are the yeah. things you got to do to win a title. I mean, um, and there's a lot of growing up with this Napoli team um, in this game. This, I mean, to bounce back after how horrific things were on Thursday um, against Barcelona. I mean, and we're you know we're going to find out maybe Barcelona might actually start becoming that good under Xavi. We'll see. Yeah, um, yeah, but you know. And that, you know, there may not be any shame in, in losing to them the way they did. So, um, might be a blessing in disguise. Yeah. But it was a wake up call. I mean, between that, the draw at Calgary and Calgary, um, we've been, you know, we're going to talk about them here in a little bit. By the way, Matteo Benetti, welcome to the party. Uh, we've only been talking about Calgary's improvement for six weeks. Um, I like Matteo. Sometimes I like to give him a hard time. Yeah, <laughs> so, I love him. I love him and yep. uh, Dre, of course. Yep. So, um, uh, but um, anyway, for Lazio, um, you know, when you're, these are the, these are the games that you got to find a way to get three points to, I don't want to say validate 
this project with Saudi, but these are this is the game. This is a game you got to win, or get at least at a minimum get something out of to show the progress that is being made. I mean, it's a you know we talked about it. It's a huge personnel transition. It's a huge formation transition. Anytime you're going from a three back to a four back, I don't care who I don't care who you are. Okay. Conti can make it work because he just drills the living daylights out of you and he demands work ethic, work rate, and, you, and he's going to put the 11 guys in there that are going to work their asses off. Um, you know, where you're going from 3-5-2 under Inzaghi, which was very well suited to counterattacking football, to now 4-3-3 under Saudi, which is more, you know, possession-based if we're trying to look at Saudi's Napoli, you know, by comparison. Um I'm willing to say that I think Saudi tactically has become flexible through the years based on all the stops he's been at. Uh, but, y- you know, at some point you're going to have to start winning some big ones just to kind of show everybody, Hey, this, this project's legit and it's got a chance to be a threat. Maybe not this season, but you know, in, in future years. So um would have been good for them to hold on. I think in a way Lazio were unlucky here. I think if you measure them by performance in this game, they yeah. deserved something out of it. But you know, the results the results are the thing that are that are going to speak loudest at the end of the day. And um, you know, I think we can say that Lazio have made progress, but now they've got to learn how to finish games like this off in a positive way for them. Yeah, I think the one thing missing, the main thing missing in this game for Lazio was the goal scoring. They had the opportunities. You know, someone mentioned in the chat, they could have scored two, three goals in the first half. They missed sure. their opportunities and came back to bite them. And I think you're also going to look, if you're sorry, um, when you inserted Pedro into the game, the game really changed for the good for Lazio. And they started being uh, even more offensive minded. And Pedro really started inserting himself into the match. Now, how do you get he, him in the game and Luis Alberto and Sergey Milikovic? You don't have a holding midfielder, you know. You got to think that you got to work through those, you know, those growing pains. But I like we we thought this was going to be a you know at least a two year process before we start seeing you know the second year before Sari and his and Lazio start doing really really well. Same thing with Roma, you know. Uh, will the will the fan bases be patient enough? Will ownership be patient enough? We'll see. But you know, I agree with you. I think you know to really give your ownership and your fan base a little glimmer of hope you got to win these kind of games like this right and mm-hmm. or throw an upset in there not that it hasn't happened already this season but you know especially during the end of the season when teams that you're going against are fighting for something bigger than you are right they're Napoli's going for the scudetto if you can knock them off their perch that's going to go a long way with the fan base you know and so we'll see the big derby is coming up soon it's going to be 100 capacity that's going to be off the chain here so we'll see what happens in that game uh both both teams need that game we'll see when that happens here agreed agreed so um yeah, I mean we now we now have Napoli at the top of the table. Big match now coming up on Sunday, next Sunday with Napoli and Milan at the at the it's it's the it's the Diego Armando Maradona Stadium. Mm. Lots of things being talked about, you know, lots of things Napoli can they ride the wave? Milan going to, you know, play this coming off a derby semifinal at the Coppa Italia is this coming at a bad time for them? Milan very good on the road. Milan been very good against the Seven Sisters this year. Um, you know, much at stake. And this is going to be one that I think uh, certainly is going to get everybody's attention. Going to be an exciting one. Um, you know, and uh, will this decide the title? No, it won't. No. Um, but I th- it's clearly one team is going to be in position to p- potentially control their destiny, you know, to an extent. Potentially, um, yeah. But, 
we've seen this game or a game like it and then 10 match days after that and then you win this one but then you put so much into winning this one that <laughs> you run out of steam down the stretch, you drop points down the stretch, and the team you just beat is caught up to you and has even passed you. We've seen well, races end that way. Perfect example would be when Napoli went against, head to head against Juventus, right? And mm-hmm. Napoli beat Juventus at Juventus, had the lead in the table. Everyone's saying they're going to win Scudetto, and the same thing just happened, right? Juventus ended up catching it back because uh, they couldn't finish it off. So, yep. yeah, it does not, doesn't mean it's going to happen. In, you know, it doesn't mean the winner of this game is going to win Scudetto. No, but it puts them in a better position. Now, if they draw, whatever. But if one team gets a victory, it does put them in a, a better position. It's going to be a tough down the stretch for all these teams. Um, I predicted at the beginning of the season that the top eight would be within 15 points of each other. At present, they're all there's 15 points separating the eighth from one. Uh, so it's a tight tight race, and it's uh, it's getting crazier and crazier every week. It just every time you think you know what's going to happen, something else you know turns and twists. So that's Calcio for you, I guess. But yeah, we'll see uh, what happens. This is a big game, no doubt. It's a big game for both teams. Yep. Yep, agreed. Oh, so that was that was exciting. It was an exciting weekend overall, Richard. Um, we had the uh, we had everything kick off on Friday. Why don't you take us through the rest of the games? The other teams that are so so called in the Scudetto race played Friday. Yep. Um, didn't have the uh, fortune that Napoli had, but uh, break it all down for us. Yeah, it seems like both uh, Milan and Inter have been dropping a lot of points lately. I uh, was starting off with Milan Udinese. Uh, goal starting started first, but in 29th minute through Liao. Nice goal there. Uh, of course, Udinese were going to draw in this game, and they did in the 66th minute through Udogi. Uh, Destiny, Destiny is his name, and he gets a goal. Uh, they nearly got a, a lead in the game. They're playing fairly well at the end, uh, but alas, 1-1 in this game. Milan dropped two big points there. The one question was then Inter playing against Genoa. Could they catch up and, and overpass Milan? No, they could not. Uh, they hosted, or excuse me, Genoa was the host in this one against Inter. Uh, Inter, the story of this game is going to be squandered opportunities again, missing missing their scoring foot, not being able to get any goals in this one. Neither team did. 0-0 this game ends, and both teams dropped big points uh, in this weekend, allowing Napoli to take over overtake on Sunday night. Moving on to Saturday, uh, Salernitana hosting Bologna. I want to say relegation six pointer, but you know Bologna is not that bad. So uh, goal story started in the thirty forty uh, third minute. Excuse me, Arnautovic. Uh, goals were coming in this first half. It just took a while. Arnautovic got a nice header. The Austrian gives the Bologna Bolognese team one nothing lead going into halftime, uh, but they would not give up. So any time there's some fighting them through Ribéry and some of the veterans there. Uh, Zortea, the man who literally comes on the field and within like seconds scores a goal, the game tying goal. One uh, one that game would end. Uh, Nice points for Salernitana, all for not probably, but uh, it is what it is. One of the other big games of the weekend, Empoli hosting Juventus. We knew this game could be a tricky one for Juventus, especially if they weren't ready for this. Um, goal story and start in the 36th minute, Rabio, Yes, Rabio with a great, wonderful assist. Moise Kane finishes it off, as you expect. Uh, one nothing at that point. Uh, Zerkowski, guy we've been high on in this season, uh, somehow surrounded by four Juventini, Still finds a way to get the goal, a ball in the net. Uh, one, one at that point, and you're thinking we're going to have. Did you see? Did you see how seven. that happened? Did you see how that happened? He just bounced around like pinball. Well, he 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 nutmegged Artur <laughs> on the way in, and did you see Artur afterward? Mm-mm. I think he turned around. He turned around, and I think he looked over at the assistant referee, hoping that like he'd put a flag up or like <laughs> find something wrong with what happened. I wonder if Uncle Sharma cut that one. <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. I'm going to have to go back and look for that now. 
Uh, but like I was saying, just before, you're thinking the game's going to go to halftime of that scoreline. Um, and then Juventus get this counterattack in the last, you know, and, and stoppage time. Looks like is going to shoot. The whole world thinks he's going to shoot. He smartly passes it off to Vlahovic, who smartly drops back. Really great play by Vlahovic. Then makes a fake. One touch, gets a goal. Two to one. Big, big goal to get right at before halftime. Um, really, really nicely done by Vlahovic. Uh, Vlahovic would not be done. The second half, 66 minute. Uh, does a really great job of corralling the ball with his left foot, gets it over to his right, and then chips it over the goalkeeper. Uh, feel bad for Vicario. Vicario was having a really good game at this point. Uh, 3-1 at that point. Well done by him. But what I want to know on that goal is yeah. what is what is Liberato Cacciacci doing? I, I mean, no it's, <laughs> it's a smart run by Vlaovic. He, he, yeah. he, he bends away from Luperto to make the passing lane. Uh, by Morata. Yeah. And that's what good strikers do in that situation. Um, but Kachache's just kind of like half jogging and not, you know, not yeah. getting back and covering. It's like, dude, do you watch tape of this guy? Do you watch tape? Do you, you know where he's going to go. Just basic defending concept, basic recovery run. And <laughs> he must have thought Morata was going to take the whole shot the whole way. I don't know. Yeah, and it was just it was just so casual from. I mean, it was so casual from. I mean, I'm not trying, you know. And then people are like, "Oh, you hate Vlaovic. You want him to fail." I don't want him to fail. I, I, we said last week that I said we expect him to be successful against Empoli because Empoli don't have anybody to defend him. And case in point, Kachachi just doesn't want to. I'm hope I'm saying his name right because that <laughs> that's a last name that almost sounds vulgar. Um, <laughs> Kachachi. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh. okay <laughs> um but uh his defending was vulgar at least in this case yeah uh so um yeah i mean it, it, just some half-hearted recovery there uh on, on that that you get there you get there quickly you get in position you link up you get connected with your back four so that you can avoid those things you can be in position to pick up that run and he didn't do it no he did not uh, so 3-1 at that point. That was Vlahovic's 20th goal of the season. He takes a lead in the Capo Caninieri race. Uh, good for him. Uh, but goal scoring would not end there. You figured there'd be more goals in this game still. Uh, Lamantia would get a goal in the 76th minute, make it 3-2. You wondered if there'd be a third goal in that game. Um, the defense looked weak for, for Juventus in the game, but their, off, their offense is actually pretty decent in this game. Obviously, it's the Empoli defense, and they give up a lot. But uh, it was a good, fun game. Five goals overall. Juventus would win on the road 3-2. Moving to another game that was very similar to the Lazio Napoli matchup, and I'm talking about Sassuolo Fiorentina. Sassuolo would be the home team in this one. Uh, goal scoring was started in the 19th minute. Goal of the week candidate, Junior Traore, wonderful goal after basically beating two guys by himself, then gets a goal far corner on the on the ground. Wonderful goal by him. Um, we would not see a goal again until the 88th minute. Uh, um, Arthur Cabral, wonderful run. It was actually a really nice play overall. Um, it was. Um, What's his name? Number 10. Now his name is Castrovilli. Castrovilli passes it over to Saponara. Saponara does a nice cross through the box, finds Cabral back door. He smartly slides. You're watching Cabral the whole time. His run is just brilliant. He's just looking at it, trying to time it perfectly. Gets the goal. It's the system. Yeah. And you're like, nice, nice goal. 1-1. One, one. It's think the system, the everybody. It's the system. <laughs> uh, Piantic has some opportunities in this game. Missed it. The system wasn't working for him in this game, but that goal was very nicely done. You're thinking the game's done at that point, and like the Napoli match, a goal in stoppage time. Barardi, wonderful assist. Defrel with a flying header. 
two to one Sassuolo still at the depth. This is a European six pointer here. Both teams vying for that European position. Uh, Sassuolo a little bit behind, but you know, that was a big three points for them to get at home. Moving on to uh, Sunday. Torino hosting Cali. It's an early matchup. I don't know outside of George how many people actually got up early for this one. It was a good game. I though. love how George is all of a sudden in the chat, he right in time for he the. Knows, he knows when they were talking about Cali. He times it. He times it beautifully every time, doesn't he? He does. He does. And a guy who timed it beautifully, <laughs> a guy who we've been talking about all season long, Bellanova, in the twenty-first minute would get a goal. Well done by him. Uh, one nothing for Cali. Is there a surprise in hand? Who knows? Uh, but uh, took a while. Uh, Andrea Bellotti though. Tried and true, Torino uh, gets a goal in the 54th minute. 1-1, nice goal by him. Uh, but then Deola in the 62nd got a goal. I, was, I remember watching this game. There was something about this play I didn't like, and I don't remember now off the top of my head. It's, it's escaping me. But nonetheless, Galini get big three points, 2-1 to one on the road there. Yes, they won on the road. Um, they continue. You know, Lately, they've been, been feisty with everybody. They got a couple wins already, and, and Mazzari, this assault up the table, assault. Getting out of the relegation zone is is continuing on and uh nice victory by Ramazzari. They've been playing very well as of lately. Um moving on, Hellas Verona's hosting Venezia. This would be the Giovanni Simeone show. Uh goal scoring started the 54th minute. Nice goal there. Followed that up just nine minutes later with a second goal. He would get his uh, before he gets his tripleta. Okereke would get a goal in the game. Nice goal by him. Uh, but all for not Simeone would get his tripleta just before the end of the match. Three to one, Hellas Verona win this game. Fun fact: there've been three, or is it six hat tricks? I think uh, Patrick Patrick who uh, Patrick Hendricks who um, commented on this game. I think he came up with the statistic. He said that there were six hat tricks so Uh-oh. far this season. Three of them came from Hellas Verona players. Two from Simeone, one from Barak, which is an interesting statistic there. Richard, are you there? I'm here. You hear me? Do you hear me? I'm here, Frank. I'm gonna continue on. I'm yeah, I can. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you talk. Okay, t- you start over with the fun fact. Oh, I, well, I say with the fun fact. There's six hat tricks so far this season. Three of them come from Hellas Verona. Two from Simeone. One from Barak. Uh, moving on, Spezia hosting Roma. Interesting. This game was uh, a tougher game than Roma expected. I think uh, Spezia and, and Tiago Mota really played this game very well. Roma had lots of opportunities, could not finish this one off. Um, and it took until late in the game, the ninth minute of stoppage time, uh, for them to get a goal, a, a penalty kick. Uh, play. So the way I set this play up, uh, it was a corner kick. Ball bounces around. Nobody knows what, sure what's happening. All of a sudden, you see Zagnolo on the ground. They go to the replay. Zagnolo gets kicked in the face off the corner kick. Penalty, correct call, in my opinion. You see his face after the yeah. game. He's just all busted up. Tammy Abraham steps up, finishes it off. Really nicely done by him uh, inside the post. Roma get the victory there at the end of the game. There was a there was a bit of this game that I didn't like. Amiyan coming off with a red card in this game. Um, I thought the second yellow was a little little harsh. I, I thought it was a dive at Pellegrini, in my opinion. I, I don't think he really touched him and really, really did anything to deserve a second yellow. But nonetheless, his red card led to them going a man down. Um, there was a red card also in the Sassuolo Fiorentina matchup, Bonaventura. Another harsh yellow. Another well, the red was deserved. The yellow was undeserved. I thought Berardi, you know, kicked the ball at you know um, uh, Bonaventura, gets a yellow for that. Mouths off to the referee, gets a red card. So enough about red cards in that game. So that's yep. that's all the games there. Where do you want to start? 
Um, I mean, just blanket statement, there's no easy games in this league. Um, you know, I don't think people can make assumptions that uh, you're going to go in and you're going to boat race a team now. Um, I think you see um, Salerni Town is showing a lot of improvement under Davide Nicola. I mean, yeah, we ripped on Bologna a little bit here. Yeah, we sure have. Um, and I still have questions as to whether it still works under Sinisa Mihailovic. Uh, but Salernitana continuing to find ways to get points and they're scratching and they're clawing and trying to work, trying to work their way out of it. And, you know, it's, there's, they, they have two games in hand on Genoa. They have a game in hand on Venezia. Um, yeah. you know, so it's not out of the question to think that they can still be a thing. And they bought, you know, at least veteran players that could help. So they're not, the pushover that maybe they were over the first 15 to 16 games of the season. And I think we're starting yeah. to learn that about them. We're starting to learn Genoa are going to scratch and claw the way the, the, the teams that are in relegation are all fighting right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Calgary we've been saying for weeks look better. Okay. And they're, and they're finally starting to get it. And Mazzotti has been doing a really nice job uh, with them. So I figured I'd give Calgary some love well, as long as George is in the chat. Um, so, <laughs> You know, these bottom teams are, and we talked about this last week, there's no pushovers. Even Spezia with a man down, you know, pushed Roma to the brink. I mean, Provadel was outstanding. Um, and he would have been my goal of the week if he would have been able to hold on to the nil-nil draw, just as, yeah. you know, he was able to make all of the saves that he did to keep Roma out. Um and Spezia could have had the lead in this game with the chance from Menzola, uh, you know, that that Patricio made a really nice save on. So, um, you know, there's no pushovers in this league. I think that that adds to the entertainment. Forget about the Scudetto race by itself. I mean, you look at top top to bottom, you know, on you're going to look at it and say on paper, yeah, we should win, but you better go play the game. Um, and that's the thing that I'm seeing across the board. This Udinese team is stubborn to everybody they play. Um, rarely, I mean, they, the, the five nil defeat they took to Atalanta, I think at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the calendar year is an outlier. I think all of their other games have been close. Um, you know, so, so they're battling, uh, Empoli is the team that I probably have the most concerns with. And we've talked about this. We don't, you know, the defending, I, I should say Udinese did get blanked by Verona four nil just a couple of weeks ago, but. You know, that and, okay, 6-2 to, to Atalanta. But those are outliers. I mean, losing only 1-0 to Lazio. Uh, beating a Torino team that's playing a lot better under Juric. 0-0 against Genoa. 1-1 against Lazio. 1-1 against Milan. There, there's, suddenly, there's suddenly no pushover. Hellas Verona has a, is very talented, um, you know, and still can be a thing for one of the European places. They're only four points out of sixth. Um, you know, sitting there in ninth place. We we talk about what Sassuolo do to the big boys. Um, yeah, there's no cakewalk in this league anymore. Uh, you know, the rest of the way and every single point is going to be earned top to bottom. And I think that that's going to make it, that makes every game exciting here from here on out. Um, as for Milan and Inter, yeah, I mean, I've seen Inter struggle at Genoa before. Plenty of times when they go when they go to the Marassi to play Genoa, they they usually and and I think in in that case it's you know it's a it's it's a case of of bad luck that fixture for whatever reason you know I'd have to go back and look at it here um, 
you know, that's a, that seems to be an unlucky fixture for them. I actually want to go back and see, I might be able to find it for you. Um, give me a second. This works pretty quick. All right. So last year at Gen- they did win two nil, but I've seen them that, you know, the last couple of years under Conte, they took care of business, but, um, you know, I've seen before where they've struggled in that fixture. Genoa beat them 2-0 back in 18 with, you know, 1-0 back in 17, 1-0, you know, so for a while there, you know, and then under Conte, they they got that reverse and now Conte's gone and now they're struggling to win at that place. That's just an example. You know, Udinese gives Milan trouble all the time. I will point out, though, the last time that Milan drew Udinese in both fixtures, they went on and won the Scudetto. That's so true. That is you got true. that. You got Milan Milanisti. We have that going for us, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Juve, I, you know, Lisi makes a huge deal about Empoli being horrible at home, which they are. Um, you know, so but if you're trying to get your way back into this title race, that's three points that you better get. Um, we thought Vlaovic would be successful. Luperto's not the savvy defender that Bremer is or or Demoral is or even uh or even Paul Lopez uh for Villarreal after that opening goal Paul Lopez played all right mm-hmm. um in that Champions League game um so you know it you know there there are games where Vlaovic is going to feast there are going to be games where he struggles and he's going to have to continue to adapt it's part of his development as a player what do you like uh, did, you, did you like the insertion of Moise Keane uh, into this matchup to start today. I think he, and you had to you have you have to rotate somewhere, you know. Um, and and did Zakaria get hurt? Did I see that? Yeah, he got. So if you watch actually on the goal that um, or the opportunity he had early in the game where he he had a good shot, it was saved, and you saw he was holding his hamstring, and then eventually in the thirty fifth, thirty sixth minute, he did come off for uh, Locatelli. Yes. Okay. And I think that this is the Achilles' heel of Juventus. You know. The this was a midfield that was that is constantly being recycled. They're all trying to figure out how to play to get, and now they're all getting hurt in that position. You know, which I wonder I if they're think, using Milan Lab. What's that? I wonder if they're using Milan Lab. It could That's be. Hurt. <laughs> could be. Could be. So, um, so that's that's the other thing that I think you gotta you know you gotta take a look at is that midfield is losing its depth. And it's already bad depth because these are guys that are, while they all have their qualities, they haven't played together a whole lot. You know, they've recycled that position so much. And I, I've gone on and on about that. Um, other than that, looking at some of these other scores, uh, Hellas Verona continue to do their thing like we talked about. Um, you know, and then tomorrow, you know, George is calling upset of the week with Sampdoria over Atalanta. That would not shock me. Atalanta has been a team that's been very poor at home. It's a Sampdoria team that I can't believe I'm saying this. They're playing better under Marco Giampaolo. Unreal, um, right? Unreal. Yeah. Atalanta's been struggling as of late. So, yeah, it's a recipe for upset there. I mean, their only defeat was at Milan, a 1-0 defeat. And you could make the argument that they should have gotten something out of that game. Um, yeah. But they won their other games. So... I, I could see Sampdoria going to going to the uh, going to the game going to the to the uh, Gavis Stadium and getting a result. So you're loading up on that wine tonight, man. What's going on? Don't mind me. I'm just gonna refill. Ah, you're loading up tonight. What's up, man? Uh, you know, it's one of those weekends. One of those weekends. Okay. 
So you're going to have an awful headache tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe, probably. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. All right. So, yeah, we're talking about a league that is up for grabs in every way. I mean, every point is critical. Every point's going to be hard earned from here on out. Um, yeah, you're going to have some 4-0, 5-0, 4-1 kind of games, sure. But, you, you know, I think that in general – I think what this this batch of games showed us is that it showed in the same thing last week. You know, it, nobody's easy any nobody's easy the rest of the way. You know, that we'll get to a point. We'll get to match week 32, 33. Some teams are going to be like, "Okay, there's nothing to play for." They take their foot off the gas. They're kind of easy to kick around a little bit. Um yeah, but until then, I mean, we're in for, we're in for an interesting ride. Every game's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, and uh, some interesting results from this weekend. I think uh, obviously with with Hellas Verona, uh, Simeone. It's good to see him continue scoring goals. His fifteenth now with his with the hat trick that he had in this game. Yeah, um, they're still finding ways. Yeah, they had some blips in the radar here and there, but they continued to motor on, get get three points. Um, had a nice assist on, on Simeone's tripleta there. So the team is figuring it out, and then Barak is having a really good game this this year. And um, the other game I wanted to talk about was. Uh, Sassuolo, so this is a fun game. This is a game both teams, like I said, going for European spots. Obviously, Fiorentina are in a position at the moment. Sassuolo are, you know, six points or so behind them, but, they're, you know, they're, they're very much trying to get into it. Do not discount them at all. They're very fun to watch, right? They're almost fun bad again. Um, and this team, both teams were really, you know, trying to get goals in this one. And I think what interesting topic I heard discussed uh, this weekend, and I, and I want to get your thoughts on it, is the MVP race. Both Lisi and Patrick Hendrick brought up the point that it should be a no-brainer at this point that Domenico Berardi should be the MVP this season. 10 goals, 11 assists. Uh, he's doing it always and every way on the right wing. I know uh, Milanisi would love to have him on the right wing there with uh, the creative flow that he has. He's just doing everything right, and he leads his team when he needs to. He is having a fantastic season now, the question you're going to say is, well, he's not running in the race for the Scudetto and their team is not that great, which is true. But, you know, what he does, what we've seen from players in the past who won the MVP, Icardi, though he had probably close to 20 goals that year, he, he was double digits in goals and assists. We've seen other players do the same thing. Um, we know in the years past, Di Natale had similar numbers, you know, and it's hard when you're a small team to win the MVP, but I think Domenico Berardi is one of the best players, if not the best player this season from you know front to end. Thoughts on either him as the MVP or who would you tip as the MVP at this point with 11 games or 10 games ago? He's making a hell of a case, isn't he? Um, you know, so I, 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 I won't fight anybody that wants to say Domenico Berardi. Um I would like to – I think this would have a lot more weight to it if Sassuolo could have won, you know, against some of these lower teams. I was just trying to look up – Or been in the European hunt, right? Yeah, or been or in the European hunt. And it's not too late for them to sneak into that. Right. Um, you Everyone's going to look at the goal scorers like Vlahovic and Immobile and, you know, sure. so on, so, or Simeone even maybe. And, and I don't have a problem with that. Dybala has now gotten injured. You know, and, and there was, you know, you you talk him up. I think over the first 15, 16 games of the season, I think he would have made a really strong case for Hakan Chalanolu. Um, I think another guy that you're talking about, if you want to talk about mid-table performances and another guy that you probably want to make and put in this conversation, I'd throw Gianluca Caprari in there too. 
Yeah. Uh, nine goals and seven assists uh, yep. on the season. Um, you know, for Hellas Verona, all the talk about Giovanni Simeone. Um, have a have a look at what Caprati's doing. I was just thinking about that. I was as I was watching some of the highlights and I was watching some of the stuff. And you know, Caprati has always been on the you know the Beneventos and, and the teams that have kind of been towards the bottom of the table. And it's just it's awesome to watch a player with his skill set be on a team that you know has a little you know has a little bit of quality around him now um you know where he was always going to be you know statistically productive in a game um but now you know he's got a few more assists than he probably used to have he's got a couple more goals than he than he probably used to have but you know 10 goals and 11 assists for Sassuolo that's certainly very significant you know i i i'd put him up there i think that you got to make these conversations for the players that are on some of these you know, mid-table teams that, you know, are they mid-table without these guys? You know, Berardi for Sassuolo, Caprari for, um, you know, uh, Hellas Verona. Where would uh, Gagliari be without Gio Pedro's goals? We already talked about how he scores about like 47% of their goals this season. Where would they be without Gio Pedro, you know? Right. So there's, yeah, there's uh, a bunch of players out there. Brecolo is having a hell of a season for Torino. Torino. For Torino. Now, is that, yes. now that, <clears throat> is, that a, is that an obligation to buy? From Wolfsburg, or is that an option? Will he go back to Wolfsburg? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, and then, you know, the, you know, speaking of the outside shot, I think, what was it, a couple years ago or last year, wasn't it Romero won the MVP as defensive? So don't look about, don't forget about Bremer. Bremer is an opportunity that you could probably throw his name in the mix as, as good as the season he's having. Now, obviously, you're going to have the guys like Skriniar as well and some of these other defenders. But, you know, at the hot topic at the button right now it seems to be Bremer with Torino, with, the, with what he's doing with them. So, yeah, you got a lot of shots out there. I, I kind of like the the conversation that they're talking about Berardi. I'm I'm not against it at all. I, I do the numbers speak for itself. The question is, will the voters, are those who decided, actually you know, see it that way, or will they go for the flashy, shiny toy with the goals with Tini Mobile or or Vlahovic or or even uh, you know someone of that elk? So we'll see. I mean, and I think if <clears throat> if Napoli. Theoretically, they win the Scudetto, or they continue to have, they continue this push that they're on. Uh, I think you give a serious look to Fabian Ruiz. And what's that? You can pick anyone from their team, right? You can cool sure. Bali, you know. Sure. I mean, I think they've been great as a collective, and I think that that might might be what takes away from him. But you know, if you want to probably take what I think has been the overall best player on the best team, and this is a pretty hot take considering how well. Kulibaly has played over the last few weeks. And some of the other okay. central midfielders on that team, too. Yeah, I mean, if you want to pick the best player from the champion, and if it happens to be Napoli, then in, I think you put Fabian Ruiz in that conversation. So I'd, I'd be curious. Rafa left. He just came in to, to sing the Napoli song and then I, leave. So. I, would, I would say anybody from Napoli outside of Mario Rui. <laughs> what, sure. a, what a player he sure. is. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting if you want to talk about player of the season, they're all, they're all in the conversation. They're all in the conversation for our team of the season. We're going to have, you know, we're not just going to have players from the top three or four teams in that team. I, you know, Berardi's going to probably get in there. Caprati's making a huge case. Yeah. Um, you know, Barakalo's making a big time case as well. So Bramer, um, you know, guys like that. So this is, this is huge. Yeah. There's, there's, um, there's a lot of talent, uh, you know, throughout the league. And I think that that just is another indicator of why all of these games are difficult for everybody that you can't just 
walk in and look on paper and say, oh, it's Torino. We, we've beaten Torino enough before. We'll go out and beat them again. Well, it's, it's a different Torino now. So, And Belotti scoring for him now, too, on top of it. That's so, um, But, yeah, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fascinating conversation. I don't have a problem with anybody wanting to say Berardi should be at the, at the head of the class here. Um, but, you know, I'll also look for the other options, too. So, you know, and maybe make the case for all of them as well. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, great conversation, uh, great topic there. So, um, well, we what, both have the same probably top three of goals of the week. Yeah, uh, they all came from the same game. Any other goals that piqued your interest in this one this week? Um, I am gonna go with Triari's goal. Yeah, me too. Uh, putting him in there. Um, and then I am going to go with a goalkeeper uh, for number five. Which I am one? going with Alessio Cranio's save on Marco Piaccia. Okay. That, um, I thought I'm, I'm going to make an argument that that's one of the saves of the season. Oh, and interesting. If, it was good. It was a really if, good save. And if Calgary want to say that they, you know, if Calgary want to look at this as, you know, <laughs> they probably, if, if they survive by one point or two points, Hey, look at that save that Cranio made on Brecolo or not sure. Brecolo, uh, Piazza. Yeah. So I mean, I thought that goal of the week with uh, Piazza. I thought Piazza scored. I thought Piazza scored. Everyone did. So, um, yeah, he had a great game. Provadel, you mentioned, had a great game. Uh, Consili was a fantastic game. So big saves in that game as well. I almost put one of his saves in the top there. Um, but with that Sassuolo matchup, on top of the Junior Traore, I'm going to go the Barardi assist as well to Defrel for the game winner. You know, we talked about in, or excuse me, Fabian was the game winner being the goal of the week. I did like the Frell's goal as well. It was a nice goal, nice momentum in that game. Um, lots of fun. The goalkeepers came up big in this this weekend as well. So yeah, it's been a another fantastic weekend. I mean, you can never predict what's going on here. So it's good. Do you do you dare do you dare say some do you dare say some Dolia beat Atalanta on Monday or, do, or I'm gonna go with the draw. I'm too cowardly. To, I, I think that this is going in the right direction under Jampalo, but I think that there's still enough fragility to them that I think they'll split the points here. George thinks Sampdoria will win. I'm going to go, I think it'd be 2-2. I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I, I see a draw as well. Um, I don't know. I, I just can't see a flat-out win from Sampdoria. Not that they can't do it, but I just think, I mean, Atalanta's been struggling so much. they dropped so many points. This has been really, if, it, if they continue this trend, it could be my disappointment of the season with the last, you know, 15 games ago, but... Um, yeah, I think a draw is fair. I think you 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 know Atalanta can score. Well, they used to. Um, can they find it? I think you know Malinowski will be inspired, and the team is going to find a way to at least get some points in this one. Sampdoria, though, they've they've played well lately. Qualiarella had a a brace last weekend, so yeah, let's see what happens. I mean, the team seems rejuvenated under Giampaolo, which is hard to fathom at the moment, but it is it's true, and. You know, they got some playmakers on the team that are actually starting to step up now, and Kandreva just having a, a really great year overall. And, yeah, why not? And Falcone, don't discount him. He's been, he's been a good pickup for them. Um, you know, the last two, three games, he's had some really stellar saves, some big games, lots of saves. So, yeah, I could see a draw easily in this one. Uh, definitely. So let me see the projected lineups here. Um uh, Caputo and Quayarella up front. Uh, Sabiri, uh, Rincon, Ekdal, Torsby. Uh, this is what SofaScore is projecting for Sampdoria's lineup. 
Um, and then Conti, Yoshida, Coley, and Muru across the back with Falcone in goal, as you said. Uh, Atalanta Musso. Um, they got uh, Scalvini and Toloi in back, and they're going to have Hattabor deputizing uh, as part of a three-man defense. This is what Sofa's saying. Maybe Interesting. I'm going to look at these. Uh, you said Maele is in the Well, Demiral, Demiral and Jim City is suspended. And I think that's another reason why you got to give Sampdoria a chance here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Palomino's out. Um, Aranchuk's hmm. out. Uh, Ilicic still out, and Duvan Zapata out. So um, I think you see Malinovsky, Pasalic, Boga is what they're calling for. They think the wingbacks will be Petzela and Zapacosta. I think you'll see Mela. Um, yeah, Mela makes more sense to me, but but uh, especially after scoring against Olympiacos. Uh, so, yeah. uh, so we'll see. But that'll yeah, I think it's gonna be a it's gonna be it's gonna be a heck of a game. But I think with the absences to Atalanta, I almost think a Sampdoria win might happen. But I'll go draw. I'll go draw. I'll go two two because um, I think there's enough fragility to Sampdoria that they could. Yeah, they're going to concede a couple here. So, just if Yoshida uh, starts, <laughs> he's been bad. He has been dusty. Anyway, um, okay, now on to Coppa Italia. Uh, Tuesday, the Derby della Madonnina, and then Wednesday, uh, Fiorentina against Juventus, the first leg. And uh, you and I were talking about this. Uh, the the second leg is like some six weeks later because it's Serie A and. We can't explain everything for you. All you got to say. All you got to say. Yep. It's Serie Now, Inter, here's the interesting thing with Inter. Inter will play this game and then three days later host Salernitana. So they play Tuesday, Friday. Wow. Um, where Milan is, and I think that that has to do with the fact that they've got Champions League. Champions League that midweek. So they're trying to give them more rest for the Champions League game. Um, so this with with Inter having to do a quick turnaround to play a Salernitana team that yeah they destroyed in the first game but things are a little bit different under Davide Nicola mm-hmm. and Milan having to play at Napoli that following Sunday and with the Scudetto heavy big game I could see this being a really dull derby on Tuesday you know yeah. especially with it being a first leg I think that I think you're going to see slap boxing. Um, it, it sets up for that. I don't see a lot of goals in this one, Richard. I don't. No, um, I think it's it's going to be a feisty one for sure. I, I'm curious to see the reignitement between Dumfries and Teo Hernandez. There was something in the last game they played. Uh, see what happens there as Vidal gets involved. It's going to be feisty. I think it's. I, I don't see many goals in this one, honestly. I think both teams are playing very weak at the moment, which. You know, if you look at it that way, there could be goals because the defenses aren't playing that great at the moment. Um, but it also right. wouldn't surprise me if Inter went ran out uh, Darmian, yeah, uh, for this game and just kept Dumfries for Salernitana and then Liverpool. So I'd almost want to do the opposite for him. You know, if put him in for the the Derby, rest him for Salernitana, and then have him fresh. But you know, we'll see what happens. Um, they definitely need him fresh for for Liverpool. That's that's one hundred percent true. Uh, but I think I think you're right. I think this is going to be a, of the two legs. This is going to be the dull one. I think neither team are in great momentum at the moment. Probably Milan a little bit, little bit better at the moment. You know, Inter's really maybe going through the rough patch. We'll see. We'll see what kind of Inter we have because they've they've struggled the last three four games now. Uh, I'm curious to see. It's obviously a derby and it's going to be great atmosphere. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to. I'm going to say like zero zero or one one. I don't I don't see much in this game. Unfortunately, I just just the. Uh, 
the form that these two teams are in and you know a lot of games coming up here for both these teams uh i i, I don't see much in this game for now but now the second leg six weeks from now who knows these teams could be completely different places but uh right now i think it's uh it's gonna be a snooze fest maybe as here far as the, um, here are the uh odds uh the inter's a slight favorite at plus 130 milan at plus 175 a draw at plus 240 this is i wouldn't i would you know, just like last week with Juve Villarreal, I wouldn't hammer a draw, but I would certainly be interested in a draw. Lisi, it's two legs, six weeks apart. Yep. When are they going to make this? He wants to know when they're going to make this one leg. He he's he's oh, sick of oh, the semifinals when? being two legs. Yeah, I think it's stupid. Especially it's, if it if it was like a week apart, okay. But it's six weeks apart. Like, who the hell thought of that? Well, I know who thought know, of that. But. What are we doing? I mean, it's just um, the goals over under. They've got under two and a half at plus one hundred, you know. So throw in a hundred bucks and double your money. And I think if you're if you're look, I, 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 I lean to that. I think you can hammer. <laughs> so I don't think this is going to be a high scoring game. Um, it's a cup. First of all, it's a cup first leg. You know, um, I don't think that there's. I don't think that the over should be favorite here but on, on on two and a half but that's just those are just those are interesting lines there um i you know you could parlay the draw and the under two and a half and one at, and, and and if you get one one you're you're in for a good payday so and it's not unreasonable that that can't happen either so Wednesday, it's Fiorentina and Juventus. Um, this one could be a little different because Juve have a little break before. They don't play Champions League the following week. Um, they play it the week after. Yeah, March 8th, right? I think. Uh, is it Mar- no, is it, are they March 8th? They can't be March 8th, can March they? 8th. Yeah. I could have sworn no, they are. No? No, they're, they're, oh, no they're that's Inter. That's Inter. That's Inter. Sorry. Inter's March 8th. Yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. Yeah, and then the after, following right. week... March 16th. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep. Hosting VRL. So, and that's when the world messes with us because we put our daylight savings in like the second Sunday in March and then Europe doesn't catch up with us for three weeks. So everything starts an hour later and I, I hate that. <laughs> Maryland's trying to change that apparently, but that's another topic. Okay. Um, Juventus a plus 105 favorite. Fiorentina getting plus 210. Draw getting plus 250. I, Juve, I think, are going to win away. Um, it's going to be Vlavic returning to Fiorentina. Um, there's going to be some atmosphere with, with that. There's, I mean, you can't get two more compelling semifinals than this. No. Um, no. Serie A would want to know better than this. I mean, maybe yeah. Rome Derby on the other side. Who knows? But, uh, yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty compelling. But I think that Fiorentina can put a lot of pressure on Juve with the way they play. Um, I think they can create some problems with Juventus's lack of midfield. They can play through that. Um, I am going to just give Juve a narrow win. I'm going to go 2-1 to Juve. I would say, you know, they're Juventus and Blahovic are playing a defender like Milinkovic who can handle that kind of big striker. But then again... We've seen I him think, in training, played him in training. Yeah, but uh, then again, Quarta, I think he had a terrible giveaway in the game against uh, Sassuolo. He didn't do really, really good against Kamaka, but that's beside the point. Yeah, it's just going to be an interesting game. Uh, obviously, a lot of tensions in this game. It, the only thing that would have made us better if the second leg was in Fiorentina. You know, really rat- ramping it up. Um, but I'm actually going to go with 
Fiorentina winning the first leg. I'm going to go okay. 2-1 Fiorentina. I think the motivation there to show one if Piontek score starts, he's the, you know they're not missing anything. They got Piontek. They can still score goals. It's the system, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And I think if if Milinkovic plays well and whoever's his partner, they can you know slow down Vlahovic. And you know I think the midfield advantage is slightly in Fiorentina's favor, honestly. Um, and so yeah, I'm gonna give Fiorentina the tip in this one, two to one. I think it's gonna be um, either Piontek. I'm gonna say Piontek gonna go with. Uh, with a with a goal in this one to uh, want to try to show up their former former uh, golden boys. So let's see what happens. It'll be it'll be an intense game. I'm I, I know I'm going to be watching this for sure. All eyes going to be in this. Fiorentina winning two one would get you the odds right now are plus one thousand. So right. uh, Juve winning two one the odds are plus eight hundred. So and then Anthony is saying three one to Juve in the first league. That's plus sixteen hundred. So. The uh, bookmakers don't think Juventus are, don't think Juventus are going to score three goals. They don't think they're going to score two. One 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 nil. I think is what they're they're thinking is going to happen. I don't even see a draw. I see it's either Juventus blowout or Fiorentina narrowly win. I, I, I got Juve winning two one. I think that they will score two goals in this game. Um, they won't. It won't be pretty in how they do it. Sure. Nothing's pretty about how Juventus play. It's Allegri, I mean, Allegri ball. <laughs> oh, they were oh God, that Champions League game was so painful to watch. But it um, was a script, wasn't it? We yeah. knew this was gonna happen. We knew yeah. this how they were gonna play. They scored an early goal, which was what 31 seconds in with great goal. But then they get they reverted. Allegri, when he gets a goal, just reverts back to his, his old style and tries to shut everything down. And I only had it on because I school was closed, Anthony was home, and I was like, give him something to watch. So I, I brought my I brought my laptop into the room and watched it with him and, and and that sort of thing and and I looked at him and I said how can you be a fan of this team? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to Allegri, Juve were trying they were on the offensive in that first half. Is once once they got to the second half is when he kind of reverted back to his tactics, uh, and then it was pretty much seeing the game out after that. But uh, yeah. I was faithfully watching every single Juventus game with Allegri. I would not have any eyes anymore. I would have gouged them out <laughs> a long time ago. Oh my! So is Cliff still here? He might so. be. I don't know. <laughs> is that the game? McKenney had a really good game too. I think McKenney was really good in that game. If I remember correctly, the the Villarreal game. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was good. So much has happened in the world in the last week. <laughs> it's hard to remember everything. Oh gosh, I know. So, um, so those are our thoughts. I, I've got a draw in the first leg of the Milan Derby. I've got Juve winning two one. You've got a draw in the Derby. Yeah, one one. Okay, and yeah, and then and then uh, you've got Fiorentina winning the first leg two one. Yes. So, all right. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, uh, that's all we got. I mean, do we want to preview this Napoli Milan game, or is it a little too early? We got a, a little Derby too early. In- yeah, yeah. Gotta, yeah, let's uh let the derby go on and then uh when's the game on was it Sunday game? Uh yes, it's a Sunday game. So what I'll do and, and if you guys follow me at FTC underscore twenty one, when there's a really big game on the weekend, what I've been trying to do is 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 shoot out a thread of what you need to look for and need to know for that game. You know, and what I try to do is I try to pick a few things that and, and I, I wait till I see the lineups first, and then what I'll do is I'll point out, all right, here's Here's why this player is starting. Look for this. Look for that. You know, usually two to three things that you're going to see from this team, two to three things that you're going to see from the other team, and then finish it with a little prediction. So um, just to kind of give you something to help help you with 
you know, or offer some suggestions on when you're watching the match, take a peek and, you know, look for some of these things. So, and I have on when, when I get the time to, um, I'll retweet, I'll retweet the takes that I had before the game and say, okay, yeah, no, I, I blew this one. I didn't get this one nearly like the Milan Derby. I never, never in a million, did not think that was a Parasic game and it was, and it turned out to be. So I thought it was definitely much more a Dumfries game and it was to an extent. So we, I, but I also said, I said, Jodid had to be elite as a striker and in his holdup play in that game. And he was so, um, you know, for Milan to have a chance to win. So just as some examples, and I think, you know, People are people do take some interest in reading it, but uh, just you know. So instead of us doing a prediction a week in advance, I'll at least throw that out there. Um, you know, so check it out at FTC underscore twenty one. So um, now let's get to the good stuff. What they really what they really came here for, Richard. Although well, it's an abbreviated version of yeah. who, who won Calcio Twitter. Not that many entries this week, but. We're going to yeah. have a go at it anyway, Richard. Lead us off. Yeah, a lot of things going on. But, uh, yeah, let's start it off with this one. Uh, first, it's uh, Bob nominating Art Morelli, uh, or as he called himself these days, Cosa Nostradamus. Says, uh, <laughs> AS Roma stopped watering their trophy, sad. That's a shame. <laughs> That's a shame. Maybe he thought they were going to win another trophy under Mourinho. Oh, so. All right, moving on to the next one. We have, uh, let's see. Okay, so colors. Clint Dempsey. Bum dog. <laughs> what? So it's not really couch related, but it's funny nonetheless. So, uh, <laughs> what's his name uh, from the CBS uh, uh, <laughs> Golasso show? I was talking about you know had an encounter with him and Clint Dempsey in a Premier League. Michael, Ri- Michael Richards, yeah. Michael Richards, yeah. And what's well, kind of couch really? Michael Richards played for Fiorentina. So. True. Fair enough. There you go. Uh, so they bumped each other in the game, and all right, Michael Richards bumped Clem Dempsey, and I guess Clem Dempsey says to Michael Richards, "Yo, dog, you don't know where I'm from," or something like something to that extent. And so Mark Jones is like, "You don't know where I'm from, dog." And it's a little howdy because he's from Texas, <laughs> <Okay>. you know. <laughs> Got it. Okay. All right. It's a little uh, bit, a little bit extended, but we'll yeah. we'll go with it. Okay. Yeah. It looks like Nima Nima made a nomination, <laughs> Richard. Let's uh, let's have that. All right. So. Uh, the original tweet was uh, Nima tweeting out. It's a picture of Inter, and it says, "Guess who?" And so Nima tweeted out, "You know the reason why Sandro Tonali is, is, is at Milan. It's Vidal." And so um, the person he's nominated is ADP. It's at Ad Pow Pow, and it says uh, Nima in the old folks' home when Tonali walks by, and he goes, "Holy moly! It must be my birthday." <laughs> <laughs> That's <was> pretty funny. <laughs> Nima laughs at that. So yeah, the old man from Family, the yep. the uh, the old family pervert guy. from Family yeah. Guy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So. That's not bad, Ed Powwow. Not bad at all. Well played. All right. So uh, Bobby is uh, in the business of nominating these guys. We go to Carlo Garganese. <clears throat> uh, I'd like to apologize to all the Spurs fans and hacks who abused me for my comments on Benton Core and Kulishevsky. I was completely wrong. Juventus got a terrible deal selling two squad players for $70 million and buying, buying Vlaovic with that money. Tonight's game versus Bre- Brexit FC proved that. <laughs> So he made a comment so, about about those two, and Lily White Rose came out and obviously had a comment right there uh, before the match. And then obviously after the match they lost, uh, and uh, Carlo came back right back at him. So good on him. <laughs> Kulishevsky's actually played quite well since joining Spurs. That's been a nice. Conte's using him really well there, and yeah, you know, I mean, it's amazing what happens when you're freed from the shackles of Max Allegri. 
um, and can actually go and play football. So Benton Core broken like broken in pieces after what the splits he did the other day. So yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Next nomination comes up from Paris Snitch. She says, uh, "How long is Pioli going to wait to sub in Trigger Larson?" <laughs> Trigger Larson <laughs> had the infamous own goal with the ha- or the handball, blatant handball. So that's what that was a reference to. But that's pretty funny. Very <laughs> subtle from from Paris Snitch. Yeah, I like yeah, that. That was well yeah. done. Okay, so at Rossonari TV, this one was. Uh, at Cravello Park, who's this guy? You don't know him? Is that related to you? No, he's not. I don't know. <laughs> not your burner account? Oh, yeah, no. Um, I, he's uh, he's he's in the Toronto area. Okay. We, we've, we've chatted before. Okay. So, okay, at Rosanati TV, uh, Twitter.com. This was from, uh, okay, let's see. So, uh, Milan and Inter, this, okay, Caius 19M. Milan and Inter watching each other drop points every week, and it's the stare down between Dumfries and Teo. <laughs> and they get this in what? I mean, this is a, a car, Japanese cartoon of yeah, some kind. Yeah, anime. It's anime. anime. Anime? Okay. Two guys in red and black looking at each other, same thing, off a cliff. Okay. Okay. Not bad. Not the anime, not bad. but yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Give it some creative. Uh, it's creative. Yeah. All right. All right. Next one comes on from uh, Vincenzo Pertello. Uh, it says, Petania, getting ready for the big game. <laughs> 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 that the same kid from the new uh, iPhone commercials, the, I look, the, the, the guy on the bike, the I look real good today song? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. This seems like a younger kid of that. But yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, okay. So uh, at C. DeSantis 05, um, re, re Lazio Napoli match. Easy to tell it's a Lazio home match. Stands are empty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so those are it for this week. Uh, yeah, what are your thoughts? Uh, Vin Bertillo wins. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Napoli's top of the table. We got to have a dig at one of the pies players. for everyone. Pies for everyone in yeah. a cat suit or whatever this is, lion suit. Simba, maybe he's Simba from Lion King. All right, so I'm going <laughs> to drop a congrats to Vin. Oh, man. It was a very light week of who won Calcio Twitter, but uh, yeah. Vin nonetheless. Uh, you are the winner of who won Calcio Twitter. We really don't win anything except the satisfaction of being the winner for the week. That's right. Um, which, uh, congratulations. And, you know, you're, you're up there for tweet of the season, which, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens in the grand scheme of things. We might laugh really hard at the, really hard at this and it might catch us at the right time. So, but in the meantime, it's, it's a win. It's a win. Um, it's a win in the way Juventus wins games. So, <laughs> not pretty. That's my, way of, that, that's my way of saying Calcio Twitter, guys. Where are you? Let's get on with it. It's a rough so. week. I understand. I get it. I get it. We'll see. Yep. It's got to be better next week, though. Hopefully. Yep. So, anyway, um, before we uh, put a bow on this edition of City, I sit down. I want to once again say thank you to Presidente. Vinny T, Stevie P, everybody over at Milan Weekly Podcast for having me on as their guest last Monday. Had a great time. Taking shots uh, at me. I get it. No, that's cool. Well, you were trolling us. You were getting in the chat and trolling <laughs> us. I, you, of course, we're going to take shots at you if you're going to do that. Steve's so. opening comments about me had me dying. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, no, uh, an unprecedented fourth guest appearance. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm honored that they chose me for that. So, uh had a great time with them. We'll try to get them on uh, our podcast in the future. I'm going to be 
at some point, uh, Stevie and Presidente put together a, a grassroots soccer yes, podcast yes, as well that, yes. uh, you know, they've asked me to come on and talk a little bit about coaching and, uh, yeah, I, you know, some of yeah. the other things, develop player development and stuff like that. So that's going to be a, that's going to be a fun, uh, podcast as well. Looking forward to taking part in that. So just want to give a plug to those boys. They're on, on Monday nights at 9 PM Eastern, check them out. They have a very similar segment to us called busted Calcio tweets where they're, you know, they just, they, they, they don't make fun of the person. They make fun of the tweet for the sheer stupidity of it. So, yeah, yeah. um, it's a little, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a spinoff of who won Calcio Twitter. Let's put it that way. So, but let's, uh, let's put a bow on this edition of city. I sit down, Richard, anything for you to uh, plug shamelessly? Um, no, not really this week. Uh, just, uh, obviously you can follow me where um, my usual spots. The handles right there, wherever it is. Um, and then, yeah, just, um, I got nothing this week, really, honestly. You know, uh, maybe we'll have the Napoli guys here, one of the Napoli guys here on this for the big game uh, this weekend. Uh, shoot a lot on the line, one versus two. So we'll see what goes on there. And then, um, yeah, yeah, just um, I got nothing. <laughs> That's another day. Wine's catching up to me. I don't know. So I'm going to end it there. All right. There you go. Um, I'm at FTC underscore 21. As I mentioned, um, City, I sit down. We have our own channel on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Wherever you get your podcast, you can get City, I sit down. Uh, go to at City, I sit down on Twitter or Instagram for reactions. Uh, any Who Won Calcio Twitter nominations, please hashtag Who Won Calcio Twitter. Um, I did put out a disclaimer earlier in the week, and I'm going to reinforce it. Uh, any we will not read any Melanovsky, Miranchuk, uh, who won culture. Do not nominate anything that has anything to do with that. We will not read it. And we will probably will not accept any of your nominations in the future. So, um, so just, uh, all things, it's a very sensitive time with everything. Or just the war in general, it. just the war in general. Cause it's very yep. trying times and that we don't need to make fun of it at the moment. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really sad, tragic and, really unavoidable all the way really could have been unavo- could have been avoided all the way around so um but uh so you know stay away from those keep it clean keep it funny uh and and we'll be happy to read it so um so please do that uh we're also on facebook um not frequently but we are on there so uh if you happen to send something there we happen to see it and want to talk about it on a future podcast we'll put that on there so um that's it Still some calcio this week. Atalanta Sampdoria on Monday. The uh, Coppa Italia games Tuesday and Wednesday. So this uh, will take us right into the uh, the following weekend of uh, of games. Beautiful. Great stuff. So uh, we thank you all for uh, listening. And oh, one more t- one more thing. Uh, YouTube. If you guys are um, uh, joining us for the first time via the YouTube, please hit the subscribe button, drop a like if you enjoyed it, hit the notification bell. We'll remind you when we are going live on the air. Chat, awesome to have you all with us. Thank you guys very, very much. Richard is going to knock off that entire bottle of wine um, <laughs> before the night is over. I I wish him luck tomorrow trying to function at his job. <laughs> We're not young anymore, my man. Um, but. True. Nonetheless, uh, enjoy your week, guys. Enjoy the Copa Italia games. We'll be back with you next Sunday night. For Richard, I'm Frank. As always, make sure you tell your paisans about us. Ciao.
I grow